In a world full of movie podcasts, here is one more. Welcome to Defend Your Movie with Sean Donnelly and Andrew Fiore. The time has come again. The champion must Everybody and welcome to another edition of Defender Movie. It's the Defenders. My name is Sean Donnelly. I'm one of your hosts. I'm joined here with everybody's lovable, huggable, <laughs> tattooed, uh, just what an adorable man this is. Uh, Andy Fury, everybody. Hey, buddy. Uh, hey, Defenders. Great to see you, my friend. Likewise. Uh, we we uh, we. It's been a little bit. And I'm always I'm always happy to hang out with my pal Andy. Yeah. Uh, the people last week, if you tuned in last to last week's episode, you know that we went through uh, all the movies from 1999 because it's shaping up that uh, people are writing more and more that 99 it was just a banger year for yeah. movies. Yeah. So we thought Andy had the, the brilliant idea, like, print out the top 50 and we'll go through them. We'll 20 show, years later. You'll see how many really, really great films were in, um, were, were in this year. Yeah, uh, and how they held up. And how they held up. And do we want to jump right into the list? Because we, last time we, we got short for time, so should we go right to the list? Um, or, or do you want to talk about anything else? I didn't or? watch anything this week, so I don't have anything there. We did lose uh, R.I.P. Rutger Hauer. Rutger Hauer. Him. He died. Yes. R.I.P. Uh, Rutger Hauer. Replicant. I can talk about my, my favorite thing. Like I don't know what, what like... I know he's known. He was known for like uh, Blade Runner. Blade Runner I, I think, think from that he became sci-fi guy. Like a lot of the time, yeah, very recognizable face in that genre. Yes, and he was known for a movie called Blind Fury, where he just played this like <laughs> this badass who was blind. But me, it's, I have a nostalgic thing. Two things with Rutger Hauer. He lived in like the first apartment complex my sister ever lived in in California, and she would see him all the time, just like riding his bike around, just in the parking lot. I like, <laughs> always thought that was funny to see Rutger Hauer, retired Rutger Hauer. Hours enjoying yeah. his golden years, and uh, besides that, um, me and my dad always liked him. My dad was always a fan. My dad passed away a long time ago, and I'll never forget it. My dad took me to see a movie called Blood of Heroes. Do you know this movie? I don't. It's not going to be on any lists. It's not going to be known. We literally were the only people in the movie theater, and it was like a prime time for movies. I think it was like a weekend night, at like you know when everybody's out at movies. And me, I'll never forget it. We went to like the local movie theater. Me and my dad. It's a uh, movie, you know, defenders out there, you might remember this movie. It was Rudger Hauer and Joan Chan, and, uh, and uh, maybe a couple other recognizable names. But it was basically this apocalyptic. It's fitting for right now because we're going towards the apocalypse. Yeah, uh, this apocalyptic uh, movie where. Everything in the future, it just looks very like uh, Mad Max-ish, and everything is decided by this game that's rem- reminiscent very much of football they play with a dog skull. So Rudger Hauer had his own crew, and they had, I think, from what I remember, they had to like, you know, fight their way through the, the land just by playing this like really violent game. So, and then the, all of the, the, the blood and the, and the action was in it. But Weird. I remember being like nine, going to see like this R-rated like bloodfest movie, being like, "My dad's the best for bringing me to this." Yeah, movie. yeah. So that's Rudger Hauer. So R.I.P. Uh, were you a fan? I feel like I don't love guys- I don't love Blade Runner to be honest, but I think it was creepy that we were only a couple months away. I remember it was November twenty nineteen. 
which was I think the year the rep. If I'm right. I haven't seen. I'm not a big Blade Runner guy, but I'm I remember not a big Blade Runner guy either. 2019, November 2019 was maybe the year all the replicants expired or whatever. Oh, Again, that's funny. Yeah, like he almost he almost came here right after the expiration <laughs> yeah. date for the. <laughs> Again, there's some defenders going wrong. You idiots. Yeah, which, that happens all the time. You guys know by now I, something about November 2019 in that movie. I, I was telling somebody else that too about how. Oh, I forget who it was about how people, uh, <laughs> they, half the people are like, you guys know nothing about movies. <laughs> and then sometimes people will write to us and be like, I'm really impressed by how much you guys know about movies. Oh, thanks. Uh, all right, let's get to the list. We, we're, we're starting off with number 27 on the list of the movies from No, we're starting off on 25. Oh, 25. I'm yeah, sorry. yeah, yeah. We did the top. We 25. Did 20, right. We did 50 through it's, 26. Uh, Left off on American Beauty, which some I thought was a little low on the list. I thought that could have been higher because it did win Best Picture. I, I think we explained it last time. There's a backlash on this movie. Uh, it had Sam Mendes direct it. Uh, it was... A huge hit when it came out. It also kind of like it didn't change movie making, but it did. Like I think it did uh, inspire a lot of movies after it, like early two thousands, like Wonder Boys, uh, stuff like that. Like the real, like you know, the in touch, like not only a drama, emotional drama, a woman a woman would watch. Like hey, guys could watch this too. It's like almost like this, like you're at a turning point in your life type movie. Yeah. Like like a coming of age, not a coming of age thing. What would you call it? Midlife crisis type yeah, movie. Yeah, midlife, midlife crisis. Yeah, totally. There was, a, there was a bunch of them. There was like a there was a few. There was there was um, the I just mentioned there was American Beauty, uh, Wonder Boys. Uh, I love a couple Wonder other Boys, ones that was like oh the one that Topher Grace was in where Dennis Quaid. I don't know. It was all oh like, yeah, I know like that cool, was a little later. But a little later, but they had cool music and it was like it was like a good a, movie too. I like that straight movie. up What's drama. That movie called? I, I know exactly uh, what you mean. Yeah, you Scarlett know what Johansson. About. And, yeah, it's a good movie. It's a good movie. Uh, and I like Topher Grace. I like Topher Grace too. I I have a feeling that. If Tover Grace was hard to work with back in the day, that's why things fell off. Because he was a talented guy. Yeah. That happens a lot, I think, in Hollywood, dude. Andy, the, I think if you're shitty to work with, you just kind of disappear. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I was um, I was pulling up the award winners because... Uh, oh, yeah. You wanted to match them. Um, but moving on with the list, then we go to a movie called Go. Uh, did you ever see Go? Yeah, I've seen it. It got a lot of accolades. Not accolades, but like it was hyped at the time because of the way it was done. Yes. And got a lot of copycat. I feel like yes. from that style. Well, it kind of had a. Uh, it kind of had like an updated. It was like almost like their version of a Pulp Fiction or something. Like, like it, it's told out of order. Uh, all the all the storylines uh, intertwine with each other. It was a young movie. It was a fast movie. Yeah. It was definitely of its time. Like techno was a big part of it. Like, yep. They were doing special K in the movie. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Timothy Oliphant. Music it. driven. Timothy. That's the first time I saw Timothy Oliphant, who's been in tons of stuff since then. He's been in The Office. He's been in Deadwood. He's awesome. And uh-huh. that was my first exposure to him. And he's awesome in uh, in 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 Go. He's super. He's a super funny. He's one of the, he's a drug dealer that at first you hate him and then he's really right, cool by right, the end of the right. movie. Um, who else is in it? There's a bunch of big names. It's Scott Wolf from Party of Five. Yep. It was like Pete Scott Wolf. Jay Moore is in it. <laughs> uh, William Fickner is the guy that they go to try to buy drugs from. Um, or he's the cop. I forget which one he is. Uh, it's, but, it's been forever. But he's he's an amazing character actor. Well, uh, if you saw his face, you guys would know. He's the bank manager in Dark Knight. 
You know, yes. you know your Robin? Yes, Robin? great character You and your actor. friends are dead. Great character actor. <laughs> That's such a great line read. You and your friends are dead. <laughs> what a great opening. I love that opening sequence, Are you man. kidding? We're, we should, we're, I, think we, I think we had the idea we we're going to do that one time, but the best opening of a movie, oh, that that's would be a good up one. there. I would put Defend that your opening. and Glorious Bastards, a bunch of stuff. Ooh. But go, uh, I think it's pretty... Pretty, that's pretty prominent. That's good for, on this list. Yeah, I think that's pretty, uh, pretty good. A pretty good place for it. And it's very, especially as far as like you hear nothing about Go anymore. When yeah. was the last time somebody was like, "Hey, want to watch I, Go?" Because I don't think it holds up. It doesn't hold up. No. But you still have it's still funny, and uh, you know. Also, the girl in it, Polly, what's her name? Sarah Polly. Yeah. Yeah. She was becoming a big star, and then she became a director after it. Like uh, she went a different uh, route, I think. Yeah. All right. But but she was a big uh, a big breakout from it. A lot of people like it was cool. I think it was supposed to be. cool. It was cool. Yeah. I remember the Simpsons did uh, an episode of a it Go in the style. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, moving on to 24 and 23, two animated movies back to back. The first is The Iron Giant. Which, which is like your straight up heartwarming. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, you know, claimed as one of the, people still love it as one of the greatest animated movies of all time. I've, I've never seen it. Well, the book itself, right? Wasn't there a, yeah, a it's book a that classic, people, yeah, yeah. and the illustrations of the book people like fell in love with from years right, prior, right. right? And then it's one of those, I feel like it's one of those animated movies where, when they actually do it, people are like, you better not mess this up. Right. I think when that was yeah, like, yeah. you know what I mean? I just always remember the robot uh, looking like the uh, same robot from the cover of Queen's News of the World album. <laughs> <You know>? Yeah. <laughs> oh, it does. That style. Yes, it absolutely <laughs> does. It's just this, it's this weird, like, slender. Yeah, like, cementy. Yes. Kind of. Yes, yes. And it, it's absolutely true. <laughs> um, but yeah, again, it's not for me. But uh, it's beloved in the uh, animated film community, I guess. Um, um, yeah, it also came out, you know, it's 99, so I wasn't, like, I, when I saw Iron Giant coming out, I didn't know the book enough as a kid to be like, I'm going to see that. So I didn't, I didn't even see it. I made it yeah. later, you know? Uh, the next one on the list, 23, <laughs> South Park. I'm just going from the other angle. <laughs> yeah, to go completely opposite. <laughs> Maybe the worst of the animations, and I mean that by because they obviously do it on purpose. Oh, yeah. Uh, South Park, bigger, longer, uncut. And don't take me wrong, I'm, South Park is one of my favorite shows of all time. Ow. I think maybe the most, the greatest satire. It became oh. one of the best satirical shows ever. Bigger, longer, and uncut is it's it's all songs, and it's not really the uh, what South Park does at its best. South Park, f- uh, uh, Team America, fuck yeah, is what South Park does best. That even though it's like a stop, f- what, what do you call it? stop? It? I don't know what you. No, that's just maybe straight up pup- puppetry. What? Oh no, it's, it's Team puppetry. America, it's, it's World like, Police. It's like marionettes. It's not even marionettes. But that's it's Team like, America, fuck yeah. I see Team America, World Police. World Police, yeah, fuck yeah. America, fuck just yeah. singing the song, but. <laughs> I mean that is just so fucking funny. Whereas yes. you were like, "Oh, a South Park movie," but then it was just like, I thought there was far, tons of funny parts. A in, lot of songs. It's got a ton of songs. You know what it did? It probably set them up for Book of Mormon. So like, yeah. they realized. Like you realize these guys were super talented. Uh, you know what's, you oh, know what's interesting great. to me? You ever notice this? Seth MacFarlane, good at musical theater stuff. Yes. South Park guys, good at musical theater. Stuff. Yeah. And they're both do animated shows. Uh huh. Well, I wonder what that comes from. Like, like a certain appreciation for, like, just pageantry. <laughs> yeah, maybe. You get, get I, don't know what you, I don't know what you would call it. Like, but like, 
And also, The Simpsons. No, The Simpsons never had music. Was never a big part. It was a big part of like. Oh, yeah, I the disagree. There's guess. a lot of great original songs in The Simpsons. Oh, you're right. There is. There's a ton of great ones. Well, there's Lisa Lisa about that. They whole fucking ma- monorails based off the music. Oh, uh, you're right. Yeah, you're Take right. Take that back, you. All right. Yeah, you're right. You're right. But it's Alf, Alf Clausen. But I feel like they. But The Simpsons just put it in the show. These guys. Like Seth MacFarlane does like his own re- like review. Him and Alex Borstein, they go and do like yeah, live yeah, yeah. shows. South Park guys, they have a Broadway show. Right. You know, there was never a Simpsons like a roundup of all the music from the Simpsons. I think there might have been an album. At there some was. Point. I had yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, I had it too. <laughs> and then yeah, the, 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 they had the Bart dance. And they had do the Bartman. Lisa, it's your birthday. The Bart be, dance. Be my, uh, see my vest, which is a takeoff on. Oh, uh, um, what do you call it? Uh, is it? Um, see my vest. Be our guest. See, yeah, be our guest. guest from Beauty and the Beast. Oh, I'm an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So many great ones. Monorail. See my vest. Uh, the next one in the list, a movie I love. Uh, I don't know enough about him, but I think Guy Ritchie's first feature. I don't know if it's his first feature. It's the first one that got noticed. But it's Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels, which is a fun uh, like prelude to Snatch. It's just it's not. I yeah. love Snatch, and I love Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels. I like Snatch a little bit more, but this is just a great Guy Ritchie doing what he does. It's a fun movie. It's got some twists and turns like he does. Great English like street banter. No, you know he's got it's he's more, got very good dialogue. Snappy. You he's know, not. It, it's less pandering than Snatches. Snatch has a bigger. You know, you have Dennis Freeman and Snatch. It's a little bit more like, hey, we can let the Americans in a little bit. Yeah. This is way more English. Totally and, to the point where you're like, I can't understand what they're saying sometimes. Yeah, the way I think of it is, it's his Mean Streets, but he did a better job. Ooh, good example. You know what I'm saying? It's a great be- example. A way better movie than Mean Streets. I just we wrote, Mean Streets is on Netflix. Yes. Now. I just rewatched it on Friday. Yeah. So I did watch something. And Mean Streets is like a prelude to Goodfellas. Me, and it's yeah. almost like it's it's like a, it's it's like this 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 Goodfellas light kind of thing of like guys that aren't serious. Yeah. Uh, but the, the the you know it does not hold up as far as quality filmmaking goes. Like, and I think it was made for probably very little money. It was probably made for less than a hundred thousand dollars if I had right. to get it. Because the sound is is all screwy. The, the the filmmaking is shaky. It was I think it was Martin Scorsese learning his style, and that's how I feel about Guy Ritchie. Good, p- I like that. His style. Perfectly yeah, put. Yeah, well yeah. done. Uh, do you want to take us through twenty one and twenty? 21 and 20, and this is, you know, up for debate, like, you know... It, Again, yeah, this is not our rankings. At, at the time, you know, this was, these were, well, 21 was so, people were so, so excited. Ready. So ready. So ready for this stuff. Uh, Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace. I, like, it was a phenomenon. It's so funny in hindsight Well, was it a phenomenon happens. because of the phenomenon that already was? Yeah, yeah because not, you were getting more Definitely not content. because of the movie. It was early internet. You didn't have... As much content of of the of the of of the Star Wars genre, and people were waiting. They were now you got one of, one a year. When Darth Maul came out as a character, when that was going to be a character, and people didn't yeah. know exactly what he was. The triple and the lightsaber. Who read the books knew because they knew he was a um, what do they call him? Not, not a, he wasn't a Jedi. He was a, a Sith. Sith yeah, Lord. Sith Lord. Like. That was kind of a new concept. Like it was like a thing where these bad traveler that goes around looking for you know the good guys basically, and he, he's basically like a Boba Fett, but like he's a more a mystical. Jerk. Yeah, just a real jerk. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, is that, that what you do? He's just a meanie. Phantom Menace was fun, but why did Darth Maul have to be so mean? You had a job. Darth Maul, look at your painted face, <laughs> like you're on a devil's game. Maul, ooh, <laughs> what do you go to the mall? What are you, what are you David Putty with that makeup on? <laughs> That's a sign of the reference for the episode. There it is. Uh, but no, I think that. But now what happens is you might as well throw these in the trash. Yeah. Like, and I say, okay, 
my opinion, I don't know, but you're you're not a big Star Wars guy. I, I love the yeah. you know I love you're four, like five, six. Yeah. This is one as a kid, but I never latched on. I'm not a you know diehard know it all. This fits in. I, I remember this, I I rewatched something and I forgot to tell you early on this show, but it actually makes sense talking about this. Rogue One. Ro- you did. You texted I, I, me I the other day about it. Yeah. Here's the thing, man. I'm, I won't back off what I'm saying. Like the the new Star Wars. They're the they're better versions of four, five, and six. They're done better. Agreed. The, Agreed. The, 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 the scripts are better, and I don't know. And people just right away they just because of how we are now, they just pounce on top of them. Also, they make these irrelevant. They make these, but I don't blame George Lucas for making these. He was trying to make yeah, movies. People for wanted kids. them, and he, they were Jar Jar Binks was for a kid. It wasn't right. for some three hundred pound fucking guy in his mom's <laughs> basement. You know what I'm saying? Like it was for it was for kids, and he just missed the mark. It didn't hit it. Yeah, but. J.J. Abrams, when he brought this thing back, he was like, I'm gonna, I'm such a fan, I know exactly what to do, mixing new and old technology, and I, and I'm a good, I'm a good writer, I'm a good producer, I'm a good director, and we're gonna make it, like, that first one, they put, they aired that over the weekend, too. The, um, what's it called? The, Je- uh, uh, Jedi, the Revenge, not Revenge of the Jedi. The last? No, the, no, no, the, the, the first one back, number seven, number seven. Uh, I don't know enough. Whatever it is. It's awesome. I'm sorry. I don't care. That like, and there's a spoiler coming right now, so turn it off. The Harrison, the the the, the Han Solo death scene. Yeah, I'm on board. I rewatch it. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like, no. But people were like, uh, you had me till then. I like I Solo too. We went and saw Solo. I like so, Solo. I like too, and that got shit on. Yeah. That actually halted production of other movies because it didn't. It didn't like so. Yeah, fuck off. Anyway, so Phantom Menace. We didn't really talk about that, but. These new ones are better versions than the original originals. The Phantom Menace, they kind of just get lost in the shuffle now because yeah. I guess story-wise you need certain elements from it, but nobody, if you're rewatching a Star Wars, I'm watching the new ones or 4, 5, and 6. Right. Yeah. Agreed. That's the way I feel. Number 20. Any given Sunday. I feel I'm, like you like this more than I do. I No, uh, not true. Oh, okay. I'm not, I was Ooh, never, never I saw this movie like once. Uh, I know. I thought you liked it a lot. No. Oh, I, we talked I, about I, it. I'm not an Oliver Stone guy. You think he's a good filmmaker, but then I'm you not go, I don't think you are. He's not. You're over his... He's so he's so very busy. There's a lot to look at, and there's a lot it's going on. It's very self-important. Uh, it tries to get political. Uh, it's I think, almost three hours long. It's like, come yeah, on, dude. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, he's like Michael Mann, where they just they have these yeah. marathon movies that can be cut down by an hour <laughs> and a half. Exactly. I mean, it had Pacino, and I guess he gives an all right performance, but other than that, it's... Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and say this. I'm not a Jamie Foxx fan. I know a lot of people like him, and he did great. You know, he I won the, the Oscar for Ray. Not. But it's just like, get over yourself. I think he's, I think I think there was a choice after he won the Oscar for Ray, and there's a way you can go and a way you can't go that actors do. Yeah, and I think he went the I'm cashing in. Way. Correct. I agree. Uh, all right. I don't think as far as the craft of acting goes, because he's not a bad <laughs> actor. Yeah. Yeah. And then we see the interviews. He's just annoying. And even when that, even that clip, and this is a little sidetracky, of that roast when Jeff Ross is saying all those like basically black jokes on that roast. But it's it's an ESPN roast. I think it's of a sports guy. But Shaq is there. He's making fun of Shaq. Yeah, yeah. And I guess the roast master was uh, uh, Jamie Fox. While Jeff's doing his set, he's like kind of killing with half the crowd, kind of bombing a little bit. Like they're like, oh, it's kind of it's he's, it's pretty hardcore. The sure. jokes he's saying. You hear. Jamie Foxx in the background the whole clip if you look him up online yeah oh yeah he's like like hype manning like the, the, the bits like as he's doing I'm like just let the guy do his ro- you yeah, don't have to be part yeah. of every right. aspect of this man like just let the guy do his 
his his rose thing. You did yours, like you know, what I'm saying it's such bullshit. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, I don't know. I, I I'm not a huge, huge, huge Jamie Foxx person either. Uh, and I think that when it comes to yeah, he's in this. You have cartoonish Al Pacino. Yeah, I don't think it's I don't Chance think, Woods, Cameron Diaz. People, and, and I think when people talk about, it, I think it gets a little bit more credit because it's a, it's a decent sports movie, and I think that people like it for that reason. Yeah, yeah. Uh, number nineteen, The Thomas Crown Affair, a movie which you kind of like. Yeah, I guess it's an okay movie. It's got some cool heisty stuff going on. And some stuff you don't kind of see coming. But then you're just like, uh, yeah, when, once Ocean's 13 came along the remake, you go, oh, that just blows all the movies like this out of the oh, water. Oh, sure. You know I, what I mean? Nice movie? Yeah, sure, absolutely. Um, yeah, it's not a great... Uh, yeah, it's kind of like not a Bond movie, but it is, you yes, know? Yes, yes, absolutely. And I think I'm... Because I'm, I'm, I'm Pierce even, Brosnan's good and, you know... I'm even bolder. Pierce... No, I'll tell you right now. Pierce Brosnan, kind of boring. He's not. Uh, yeah, it's not about a great movie, no, it's but it's fine. It's not bad. It's fine. Speaking of bonds, because he was a bond. Yeah. What do we think about? What do you think about the the new 007? Who is it? It's a it's black lady. The woman from. Uh, yeah, she's from a movie that just came out. But it's, it's not black. Bond. It's not James Bond. It's like the extension of the character, it's, which I go great. I don't give a shit. So Bond retires, and then she gets 007 as the agent number, which I don't know if that oh, makes sense. Or okay. Not. Yeah. No, it doesn't. <laughs> I think it's one of those things where you go, yeah, everybody just relax. Yeah, who cares? <laughs> well, well, they were saying for for a while, for the past few years, they're like, Idris Elba's going to be the new Bond. And I was like, right. that'd be amazing. That'd be awesome. I think people get caught up in the, because the character has lived in so many different iterations of 007, but with different actors, people are like, well, he should stick to the... You know, it the should story. be a white guy. I, I, yeah, but, no, it shouldn't. I mean, why not take it in a new direction? The only thing that I'm I'm wondering is uh, if they were going to use use a, a woman, uh, a, a woman of color, go for it. But the fact that they're not using like already people who are known more than this woman's known, they, I think now the movies might get like make no money. Maybe. Do you know what I mean? I'm, but I'm, it's always been one of those things where it's like, well, they've never had. Made any bones of just switching the bond and you blindly accept it. So what's the difference now? But it's already somebody you're kind of like uh, comfortable with. Like Daniel Daniel yeah. Craig was already like in Road to Perdition before he did it. Uh, and even that, I don't watch the Bonds. But I mean, like me neither. Or, or I guess not, maybe Sean Connery was probably the, the Bond is what made him a star. Uh, yeah. I, I'm, what's his name? Robert, uh, whatever his name is. I forget his last name. Or Pierce Brosnan. I don't even know if he might have been like was Pierce Brosnan a TV star before that or something like that or who the hell knows, Who knows? they're they're mediocre movies at best yeah they're not that fantastic <laughs> uh, and speaking of uh, a direct spoof of that kind of genre Austin Powers the Spy Who Shagged Me which is the follow up uh, of course to International Man of Mystery which I love it's a classic comedy to me I think movies that surely probably won't be made with that kind of humor today. It's just yeah. because they're so stereotypical. and But they're funny. And here's the thing about the Austin Powers. I think everyone got a little worse as the sequels went on. The first one's great. It's amazing. The character's hilarious. Mike Myers' so good and but so funny. the last one I, I liked. Yeah, I'm, I'm not saying they're not funny, but they're just... It's just kind of going... All right, you're just recycling the joke Absolutely. and writing it a little differently. But he knew but, it because there's even that dude yeah, that's you're cashing in with and the penis flying. Right, 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 right. And he almost did it to be like, yeah, we're, like a wink to the camera, like we're we're doing this. Again. But you're still kind of like, nah. It's and, funny. Yeah, like, yeah, it's <laughs> you know, like, and also, I love 
the interactions at the table when he's like when Doctor Evil's clueless. Yeah, and they have that dynamic of like the Scotty don't thing that he has. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. like, well, the, like he's like, stop doing that. What are you doing? Yeah, that's still. Fun. I watched it. I was like, I was laughing out loud at that. Absolutely, like, like, that's no. funny. To me. Uh, enduring and uh, you know, tongue in cheek and just funny movies. Just, yeah, and he's a guy who like you know that God. He just went. You know, he had Wayne's World and then that. It's like talking about talking about just like running to the bank and and, and kind of retiring for you know. Yeah. For the rest of your life, which I'm guessing, but I think he's supposed to come back with another Austin Powers or something. Is that what it is? Or another? Uh, I couldn't tell you to be honest. He has uh, had some misses. Uh, the Love Guru was a piece of shit. Yes. Yeah. 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 That, I think that's what killed him. And I think he seems like although a guy, that's a really good actor though. Uh, he's you a know, great like, actor. He's in the Queen movie. Speaking of Queen, uh, played like the record executive. Um, it's so funny. Like, was he? He, uh, he played uh, what's. Um, the Studio 54 movie, uh, I can't think of the real life names person, <laughs> Al, not Al LaBelle. <laughs> it's something similar, uh, no, no, not it's, comedian uh, Al Steve LaBelle. LaBelle. Steve LaBelle. Yeah, Steve, something yeah, similar yeah. to that, but he's a good... Like, I think he, it's Steve LaBelle. He okay. can do uh, dramatic really good. You know, he's like uh, I better Jim Carrey to me, to be honest. Uh, yeah, no, I think you're right. But I think what happens is... When he did Love Guru, I think he put everything into it. So whenever he does one of those movies, he, from what I hear, he has complete creative control. So like, I think it got so canned and so so slammed that he probably was like, yeah, oh, yeah. I'm not doing anything for a while. Quick side note: met him in the East Village uh, during the day, drinking at a bar. I was uh, bartending at the time, so I had my days free and uh, was watching a the. Liverpool championship game. Soccer fans, you'll be able to correct me on this. It was about 10 years ago when they were down like 3 nothing at the half, and it was for the title. Uh, and they came back with like an insane comeback. The second half, uh, Mike Myers came into the bar. Uh, we were in this village. It was uh, just me, three other buddies, and our friend bartending. And they were all crazy watching the game. And yeah. he came in and watched the second half, and was a big Liverpool fan. And, oh, uh, wow. So it was like the six of us. And, you know, they had such a miraculous comeback. By the end, we're all jumping up and cheering and hugging each other. <laughs> so that was a cool Mike Myers moment. Oh, that's moment. pretty awesome. Yeah, it was super. Did you talk to him? Yeah, was, he was, you know, I mean, he was very focused because it was like they scored the first goal, 3-1, 3-2. And then yeah, it was like all, yeah, yeah. You know, there's no like talking to a sports fan no matter no, how famous you are at that point. The but like then that. afterwards, it was just kind of like, ah, oh, it was crazy. Right? He's like, yeah, I can't believe. And then, you know, he was just like, all right, it was, it was great hanging out with you guys. And oh, that's I, pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah, it was very sweet. And, you know, he left kind of soon after that. But it was a fun moment to share. Oh, that's awesome. The next movie, uh, I, I'm a little torn on. What? Being well, John Malkovich. Two, two, two heavy hitters, man. You get the making this. It's like the beginning of a, an era of, of, of movie making. You get the, who, who wrote it? You know who yeah, wrote it? Charlie Kaufman. Charlie Kaufman, who's... That's one of my favorite movies. Eternal Sunshine is one of my favorite yeah, movies. Yeah, you're a bigger Charlie Coffin fan than I am. I love him. I think Adaptation's amazing. Yeah. Um, I I think he's weird and all. I think he's weird. This is what I like about it. It's weird. I think it's I think it's legitimate weird. It is. So when I talk about my, my dislike for David Lynch, I think that that's unqualifiable weird where you're just doing it for the sake of being Agreed. weird. And I think Charlie Kaufman, I think that's him. Everything that he puts in the, into the, his art, that is him. And that's straight up. That's yeah. like when it comes to when it comes to comedy, like you have anti comedy sometimes in stand up, right? And you I'm not gonna yep. mention names of people that I think do it that 
are I'm like that just seems seems so phony to me. But then I'll watch somebody like Joe Para, okay, who yeah. has a show on yeah. Adult Swim, yeah. and I'm like, this is authentic. You're yeah. completely authentic. You can sniff it out if you have totally. a half a brain. You can just sniff it out and go, this is you. You put everything into this. You put effort into this, and you're actually trying. And I appreciate you for it. Yeah, and it's yeah. funny, and it's actually funny, and it's interesting to watch. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, and that's how I feel about Charlie Kaufman. Okay. Where I'm like, I think that. I completely think that he is 100% original. I think that... Oh, no doubt. I, I like yeah. him, John Malkovich. It's just not, you know... Uh, I, I think it's a... I think it's, I think it's, and I'm a little bit torn on Spike Jones as well, to be honest. Well, Spike Jones, I, I have like a tie-in from when I was a kid, because he used to uh, direct yeah, skate videos. Yeah, yeah. So he would direct the girl videos, and then he was came up in that like Beastie Boys world. Uh, and I think that Spike Jones... Because he did... Um, what else did he Her? direct? Recently, horror was fantastic. Horror was good. Horror was great, and it's and it's a very telling. Uh, it's 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 kind of screaming sabotage from the video. The sabotage <laughs> video. He did uh, the one with didn't he do? Oh no, that was Sofia Coppola, the one in Japan with Bill Murray. Anyway, I'm just saying, I don't know what you good think. movie. Like if you you it gets a little not, uh, methodical. Not even the right word. Maybe tedious. You may like fall off a little bit towards the end. Yeah, but I think it's I, one the I. You might be right, but what I'm saying is it started. At least it started that stuff being more main, that those things being more mainstream. So but it's like, great departure from uh, the norm for John Cusack and a good oh, absolutely. Uh, and Karen, uh, Kathleen Keener too. I love. Does she never not knock it out of the park? She's just a solid fucking yeah, actress. Yeah, she's awesome. Uh, number sixteen, The Insider. Very uh, good movie. Excellent movie. Oh, tied to a very tough part of my life. Uh, just I remember this night. Uh, not to go crazy here, but uh, I, I, I'm one of my best friends. We we were watching this movie in college. This, Tell me this. yeah, and uh, I don't even really want to speak to it. it basically, like one of his fam- one of his family members died, and, and it was the night that we were watching this movie. I, it will always be tied to that for me. You know what I mean? Yeah, you can't forget that. Yeah, yeah, it'll always be tied. And so, did you just continue watching the movie? We didn't know it until at, like we both went to bed and, and we woke up. It was during the summer we were in our college house. Oh, so you watched it. I Me, mean, we watched the movie that night. We day. both went to bed and then the morning I woke up, he was already gone and I walked two houses down to our other friends and I was like, "Where's so and so?" and they were like, "Oh, you, we got to tell you this happened." It was, it's a it's a really sad story. I don't oh. want to get into it cuz right, we're yeah. you know, yeah, yeah. comedy we're podcast. Comedy podcast. Jeez, Andy. But the movie any, is any, very good. Any Russell funerals Crow- coming up? <laughs> Future funerals? Well, if you but that's why I think the power of movies have you will they'll tie you to life events, you know. I'll know exactly where it was when a certain movie, or, you know what I mean? Sure, I just said movies are great like that. Blood of Heroes, which is a bullshit <laughs> fucking apocalyptic movie. Yeah. So yeah. But I, it's a great movie. I've, I've actually never seen it since then. It'll always remind me of that. But I remember Russell Crowe being fantastic. I remember the story being like, that's just fucking crazy about how big tobacco is just so powerful. And we'll, you know. Oh, yeah. It was kind of that first inkling of uh, uh, you realize how, the, the not the too big to fail thing, but whatever you want to call it, where it's like what yes. the damage corporations could do. Right, right, right. Um, and I think it was a good movie. I think it's a solid movie. Uh, you know, it's one of those things where did it? When did Aaron Brockovich? Was this the year before? The year before this, maybe? I think. It, but like, I'm wondering if you did you get a genre of whistleblower movies going on? You know? May, like, oh yeah, but that's a good point. Yeah. So it's like, but but it's definitely. You know what it is? If I if you describe this movie in one word, what would you describe it as? Because I have one. Uh, the Insider. Yeah. One word. What's yeah. yours? Solid. 
Oh, just a all around solid movie. What's the actor? yeah? It's solid. What's the the writing? It's solid. It's not my favorite. It's not my top ten. Right, right, but right. It's just a it's a entertaining movie. Like if I, you know, it'd be, it'd be the kind of thing if you got caught up on the couch and you're and it was on and you just let it go, you'd really be like, damn, I forgot how good that was. It's kind of a, a more serious thank you for smoking, which is kind of you yes. know, like a journal, which is you know the lobbying of things, but yeah, yeah, a much more lighthearted movie. Yeah, with, that's Aaron Eckhart, right? Yeah, yeah, good yeah. movie. Yeah. Uh, very famous rom-com, Notting Hill. Never saw it. Oh, I've seen it. Have you? Yeah. It's just always on, I feel like. Is it just like all the British Diary? It's syrupy. It's that famous line, I'm just a girl standing in front of a boy. Oh, is that where that comes from? That's where that comes from. Yeah. Oh. (laughs) It's Julia Roberts and Hugh Grant, right? Julia Roberts is a famous actress, and she comes into Hugh Grant's bookstore. He runs like a uh, a bookshop traveling, you know, uh, book store. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, bookstore. Yeah, we got it. And they uh, have, then they, he bumps into her, literally bumps into her like uh, later in the street, spills coffee all over her. And then uh, asks her, she goes, you know, to clean it up back at his apartment, et cetera, et cetera. And then they, uh, he invites her to this dinner with her friend, his friends. And she uh, feels like such a part of this normal group of, you know, real life people, et cetera, et cetera. They fall in love, you know, two different worlds. Really How can we make this work? You're a famous actress. I just, the guy who runs a bookstore, et cetera. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, you know, the famous line. Yeah. And that's when the famous Yeah, I'm just line. a girl standing in front of, you know. She's like, it, you it's know. so funny because, it, you know what, I'll tell you what, this is what it seems like to me. I didn't even see the movie. That's the strength of the performances. Because talk about first world promises, problems. I'm a bookstore owner. I make a ton of money. Well, You're no, a the, he's actor. a very a struggling bookstore oh, owner. Oh, struggling yeah, bookstore. Okay, I should okay, say okay, that. Okay. So he's the down, usually he's the hotshot in his movies. Right. Where he plays, you know, he's the prime minister in that other one, with the, the whole big cast, the one from the Christmas time, uh, which is really good, actually. And Bridget Jones, he's the yeah. big deal, he's yeah. the boss, yeah. Um, this is I. This is the next one. Okay, take it away. You want to do romantic comedies, or not romantic <laughs> well, comedies, romantic, uh, this, I love this movie. I this is one of those Really? Movies. Oh, yeah, it's great. Have, have you seen it? I've seen Cruel Intentions. Cruel Intentions is next on this list, and... It's a really entertaining movie. It introduced a lot of people. This is probably Reese Witherspoon's first big thing. And then Sarah Michelle Geller. Sarah Michelle Geller. Uh, not Freddie Prince. Who's the uh, uh, um, Orion Felipe? Ryan Philippi. Yeah, f- yeah. He was he was like a big deal after this for a while. Yeah. Until he had problems. Until his marriage. I feel like when that guy's marriage fell off, his career fell off. <laughs> right. You know, I think he was like he got. That's great, McGruber. What? It's great, McGruber. <laughs> But anyway, so uh, also, what's her name? Uh, Salma, Salma, Salma Blair. Blair. Uh, that was the first time I think I saw her in a movie. The, the only thing I remember about this movie is it really just made me horny. <laughs> you have I the kiss. You have that kiss. I was yeah. 20 years old and it it's was just going. hot. Yeah. Like, oh, these hot, like, these hot girls. Are right. Just, doing bad things. Yeah. Just yeah. going, Nyamahama. Yeah, like, and you're like, and you're like, you, you kind of you want to be Ryan Felipe yeah. a little bit. You're like, yeah. oh, he's a smooth character. Yeah, look at this smooth. smooth uh, also, guy. I, I don't, there's a part of me I just can't watch like that entitled, just rich children, you know, being really being cruel. I know that's the point. Well, but I think it's supposed to. Be, it, it, part of the thing is goofing on them a little bit. It's also showing like it's how unabashed. evil yeah. they are. Yeah, so it's like. How? Because like left up to their own devices, they're not good people. Yeah, it, it does turn everything. It ratchets everything up. Yeah, but then also at the end, it, there's a turn at the end where 
you know, there's a, there's a coming of age thing with him where he, you know, he's he's a different person by the end of the movie. Right. right. But but it's actually I remember from back then it might it might not hold up now if I watched it. You know, for the time period it was very time period. So it was like you had you can you can kind of like you can group all those things together from back then. You have like this. It's like this teen high drama stuff, but it wasn't like teens. The teens that acted like adults. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like uh-huh. that kind of thing where, where, you know, you had that. But but I always, every time I'd watch this, I, I was, yeah, yeah, it was entertainment. I, it was really entertaining. Yeah. Um, Three Kings. What, how do you Great feel? Yeah. movie. <laughs> I, I love it too. First introduction to, what's his name? Ice Cube? No, the director. Uh, uh, David, what uh, was on the thing? I don't remember. Um... I'll, get, I'll be honest. I only saw it once. It's it's you know what it is. I think it came out. It was unexpected to be so good. Uh, Mark Wahlberg's good in it. They're all good in it. Yeah. Uh, it's a quality quality movie. And this, I know. And it's kind of a cool. It has cool, cool action scenes. It's funny. Uh, it's also like you know. It, it kind of makes you think because the whole the Iraq. I think when it came out, the Iraq War thing was like. And it's, like, oh yeah. It was doing you know its thing. You know. I it also just lends it's another. Credit to how great Clooney is. I know people like to knock Clooney. He can do comedy. He can do drama. I mean, he he's yeah, great, man. I love give him. the guy credit. Yeah, I thought. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm a huge. Uh, he's great in Ocean's Eleven. He's great in Three Kings. He's great in Oh Brother Where Art Thou. He's, he's great in uh, he's a movie star. Michael Clayton. I mean, it starts and ends right there. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And who is? I think Pat Stango is shitting all over George. Ah, Clooney. fuck him. Yeah. <laughs> All right, moving along. Uh, we got a few. Uh, yeah, the last film we ever saw from Stanley Kubrick, yes. Eyes Wide Shut, which I like. I have an opinion of. Uh, I like it. I think that, you know, it, 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 <laughs> I, I, what, you know do I understand it completely? All I know is the, one of the greatest scenes. It's a little think, heavy. One of the greatest scenes in it, I think, is when he's talking to his friend Nick, the piano player, and there's yeah. this very ominous tone to the conversation that I think is really picked up I, and I really sets the tone for the rest of the movie when and I, it gets him down that rabbit hole when he's like I can't I can't tell like it's this weird thing yeah. where he's like where are you going and he's like I, I can't I can't tell you you know it's it's got all that Kub- great Kubrick weirdness to it too yeah. where the a thing I love is is the password it's Fidelio. Yeah. What a weird Kubrickian, just yeah. Fidelio. It doesn't sound right. It makes me feel icky, which yeah. is a great Kubrick quality. Yeah. And it has that beautiful, when Tom Cruise is walking around, it just has that lone piano note just going, Play. Yeah, it's, it, that's what, which is what Kubrick does better than yes. any director ever. It helps just with the eeriness. One it's note. So it's scary. so great. And then also you have, what's his name? So what, Sidney Pollack in it? That's Sid- it. Sidney... Um, yeah, yeah. That's his name, Sydney. Yep. Yeah, and, the director, mm, actor. No, actually, Michael Clayton, speaking of which, I believe is his last role. But yes, yeah, Sydney oh, Pollack. But he's so good. Yeah. He's so good. I've heard that, that yeah, where uh, he gets into trouble with that girl, that pool scene, Kubrick was so insane about the continuity of all the billiards balls where it was like driving people insane. You know? Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can see that. That seems but, like a nightmare. But you, it seems like you have at least one person for that. Yes. You know? I Yeah. So, uh, I, I don't know. Toy Story two. Uh, I've never seen it. The I've least, never seen the Toy Stories. You know me. Either. I'm the same whatever. way. Uh, Toy Story two. 
Apparently, it's the, lead, the one you don't have to watch to get the whole story. Right. That's what um, I heard. After four came out, people were like, don't worry about two. <laughs> American Pie. Yeah, I guess it was kind of one of those. Very time related. Exactly. You could not get away with it now. The, uh, I mean, the pie fucking scene was, I don't know why it blew so many people's minds It was at like the, the porkies, the eye through the whole thing. Or the, you know, whatever, the I, yeah, I guess it was kind thing. of a return to that kind of genre, but I was never as funny. It just was like, I, I guess it's amusing and the girl's super hot and other than that. But already, like, great. you couldn't do this now, Shannon Elizabeth, that's her name, right? Yeah. She already has an article where talk, talking about how uncomfortable she was during that scene, yeah. the, the video right, camera well, scene. And you I'm got like, paid for great. it. Great. Well, so. you, also, now you just yeah, you ruined it. You accepted money for like, it. That was your job. <laughs> <laughs> the Sixth Sense. Sixth Sense. Uh, you know, it's everybody's Still holds up for me. M. Night Shyamalan. It's a great movie. It I ruined for me. I What? Uh, you know, someone ruined it for me before I saw it. You ruined it. Who you ruined, ruined it? Uh, my friend Marshall. I was away for a lot of the summer of 99. I was catching up on movies. They were all, they'd all seen it and goes, yeah, my little brother knew he was dead like the whole time. Ah, you asshole. He just thought you saw it and everybody saw it. But but I still enjoyed it. Still knew. It was still a great reveal even though you knew it. Somebody I think does a bit about how do we not know that he's dead It was, it was, uh, it was, uh, Nate on his new special. Yes. They forget. Go back and watch. He goes, I'm married and, yeah, we just thought it was a, a guy whose wife was giving him the cold shoulder for a year, and we were all like, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, that's more acceptable than him being dead. It was like, yeah, they're just in a fight. That's marriage. Yeah. You know, like, that's so... Such a brilliant concept. Uh, that's so funny. This the 10 Things I Hate About You. I'm surprised it's this far up on the list. I, I love it. Love it. I think it's Really? Great. It's Taming of the Shrew, and, and Larry Miller's in it. You can't go wrong. <laughs> can't go wrong with Larry Miller. Uh, what's his name? The guy, oh, it's David something. The guy who plays his, like, his Jewish sidekick friend. Who's, right. He's great. I guess it did uh, kick off the careers of uh, Heath Ledger. Heath Ledger. And, and what's her name? Uh, uh, Julia Stiles. Julia Stiles. And also... Um, uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Yeah. Who, he had who, the, the show before that, but still. But a guy whose acting career I've really enjoyed... Uh, between like oh, yeah, the he's Dark great. Knight Rises, Looper. uh, Looper's a great movie. Looper's a great movie. He's, uh, he's just like one of those guys. You're like, oh, I'm glad his career went in a good direction, as because you know it's hard for like when you're a kid actor. Well, that's what I mean. I think there's I think there's a control that you can do. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Pick, and sometimes you look out. You can be Shia you know. LaBeouf. <laughs> you <know>? Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Sometimes, but also Shia LaBeouf. <clears throat> if you want, if you really quickly, Shia, Shia LaBeouf and Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Shia LaBeouf. If you watch. You watch the first Project Greenlight show? He's already an asshole when he's 10. Right, right, right. And his mom's like a space cadet, like hippie. Gotcha. So it's a whole long thing. All right. Uh, This one. It's great. It's great. Doesn't quite necessarily hold up now because it's a big reveal, obviously. But the Blair Witch Project, at the time, I, I went and saw it in the theater. Scared the bejesus out of me. It was kind of the first, not the first found footage movie, but the first, like. The first, it was the first big, shaky. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, you're right. The first found footage, but the first, I think, uh, uh, universally watched one that became like a big hit. Right, right, right. And I remember the marketing for it was so great because at the time, you didn't really have the resources to research it. So the way they presented the found footage was such a great marketing scheme. You had people going into the theater thinking it was 100% real. Yes, and that yeah. was brilliant, and it yeah. added that element yeah. of like my friend buddy, my my buddy Pinto, I went to see it with. We came out of there, and I was just like, man, that was really cool how they did that. He was like, that's not real. Like he, he it was real. Yeah, it was just like not everybody knew it was a completely. You know what they were? This isn't about realism, but you know what they were going to do. It's very hard to keep 
now they can't do it. Now everybody knows everything about every movie. Yeah. They go in. From Dust Till Dawn, they weren't going to tell people it was a vampire movie. Right. And then that got leaked and whatever. Yeah. Uh, number six, so election. It's very hard to do. Uh, yeah. Very yeah. hard to do. Sorry, jumping the gun. Number six, Election. It's a great movie. Great movie. Tracy Flick. Tracy also, Flick. another thing with like, you know, you're, this is like prime Reese Witherspoon time. She's a really good actress. She's, I, I yeah. enjoy, she's very enjoyable. I uh, always had a big crush on her. Just yeah. always, you know, really uh, upset me when she married Ryan Phillippe. Really? Yeah, you, you know. You were, I, I, well, chance? you never know. You never <laughs> Um, we're, not, we're, probably, we're not that far off in age. She's probably 44, 43. Yeah, she's probably got a few years on me. Which, you know what? That's fine. I don't give a shit. She might be like only 41 or something. Um, but yeah, great acting. Kind of a cool resurgence in Matt Broderick's career. Yeah. You just kind of hadn't heard from him in a while, and you're yeah. like, ah, this kid still got it. Yeah, and it's Alexander Payne, so it's like this weird... Yep. There's this, like, this like dark humor, but with also very, some sadness going on. And also, I don't remember the actor's name, but the same kid from American Pie... Just kind of plays Chris the, Klein. Chris Klein, thank you. And he he was, nailed think, his role as just kind of the dumb jock. Yes, was just you know blissfully unaware. Was this his first movie? I don't know if it was this. Be, I don't know if American Pie or this was first. I think or, this was first because I think this is a story where they were just at the high school. They met him and they're like, "You're in the movie." Gotcha. Like, gotcha. I'm not, I could be completely wrong, unless that was the American Pie story. Now, number five on the list is a movie I never enjoyed. Which was the talented Mr. Ripley? I don't know why. There's a lot of symbolism, and there's a lot of like it's supposed. To, it's like the single white female, but like upper uh, for for people who read. <laughs> um, uh, like I remember, yeah, early movie. Jude Law. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I I watched it once for an English class at community college because they, they he made us watch it and come in and talk about it, but uh, I don't, I barely remember. Now, uh, this is my favorite movie of the year. Um, but it's number four on this list, which yeah. is uh, Paul Thomas Anderson's Magnolia. This would be my number two on this. Oh yeah, I absolutely adore this movie. I still love it. It's still, I love ensemble cast that the way Paul Thomas Anderson does it. It's very reminiscent of you know the ensemble actors that the Coen brothers use. So I like that technique. I think you've got career performances from Tom Cruise. Uh, who I 100% is, agree with that statement. I mean, I love the randomness, the, best thing. Uh, the chance and coincidence. It's just uh, one of my favorite movies of all time. I think I talked about it in the podcast. Do you know why he's so good in it? It's his, his story. Life. Yeah. I told you about that already, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, th- I find that so fascinating. I'm the same way, just to co-sign. I think it's an amazing movie, and I, and I think it's one of the best acted movies I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's a brilliant. It's got a great soundtrack. And, and, it's, got, you know, and talk about you know, what do you want to do top, uh, top Bic- five directors in the in the in the, oh, in yeah. the world, you know, of all time. I just meant Philip Baker Hall. What a fucking treasure! Oh, he's fantastic. What a treasure! Now you listen, Joy Boy. <laughs> oh, Jason Robards, dude. How about that? Oh, that's the other thing. Uh, not to be morbid. You were morbid before. I'll be morbid now. And I've said this in the podcast, but I'll say it again. He plays a guy who's dying very well. Yeah. <laughs> my white dad died, and that's what it looks like. Right. Wow. <laughs> and believe me, it was 20 years ago. Yeah. Don't feel bad for me. But like, uh, that he plays that I'm out of it thing to a fucking yeah. key. Like, amazing. Whew, to every, now I'm thinking Julianne Moore is great. Even the, even the little kids the best kids thing she's done. Quiz show. I mean... Well, uh, you can say Boogie Nights is, but I don't. I, I think this is. Yeah, this she's is. got what she's got in the lawyer's office and, you know, I've sucked other men's cot. Oh, it's just... Yeah, yeah, she yeah. really... Just a, she's breaking down the whole movie. The quid, I love all... Yeah, and I love 
interstitial connection stuff where it's you know he's Earl Partridge and then you've got the quiz show yeah. and then yeah. uh, uh, just such a really great great weird and fun and uh, also what's his name is a um, god damn it I can't think of his name right now I'm fucking brain farting all over the place Ricky today. J not Ricky J who R.I.P. again but was great in it Louis Guzman um, it was uh who do you play? Chess Brockwell and Boogie Nights. Oh, John C. Riley. John C. Riley. Yeah, he's great. This. He actually has a great story in this. Yeah, like yeah. In the cop story where yeah. you're trying to meet somebody, and, yeah. and then she's the daughter of Baker Hall, and yep. it, it's it's just a really heavy. It, it, you know, yeah. It really, it's like depressing, and also it's just fascinating as you're watching it. From the heavy to the light. Yeah. Uh, there's not much to say about this. It's just that I remember, It's just a fantastic movie. I remember quoting with my friends. It's Office Space. Yeah. It's Mike Judge. Ron Livingston, uh, Jennifer Aniston. It's were, one of those things where you just realize this. Like, you're just a Mike Judge fan. Yeah. It's one of those things where he's so freaking hilarious. And then when he comes out with stuff and you see it and you don't know it's him, you're like, oh, that was Mike Judge? Oh, yeah, of course. I just like it because he's so funny. And I think he hit me with this target audience of right... I was in college. It was my junior year in 1999. And it was like the movie we watched incessantly in college. Yeah, same here. I, we, we were just we were flipping. The same realm. And, you know, it's so many great lines. So many great performances, too. You know, we hear, yeah. we hear you've been listening, missing a lot of work. Well, I wouldn't really say I've been missing it, Bob. Yeah, the Bobs. <laughs> the Bob. The Bob. That, guy, that great. guy's great, too. John, not, what's his name? John McGillian. John C. McGillian, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's great, too. Yeah, nothing really more to be said about no. the and this, space. The next one is probably what I, as far as when I think of 99, I yes, would put this as number one. I agree one. when I think of 99. I actually think of American Beauty first because it's the Oscar winner. Yes, yeah. But your favorite and not mine, The Matrix. The Matrix, I love. I know you love it. I it might have. I would never consider myself a science fiction guy, but then I saw The Matrix. It might. It would have slowly gotten me more and more into. Science yeah, fiction. yeah. I think I'm for a lot of people. Not, yeah, and I think it was a really cool. You know, come on! It's like name another movie like it. Name uh, it's a it's a it's a visual trendsetter, and know? it's also like I love stuff like that where it's like none of this is real. Like you know that you know any kind of movie that's I always like this, Whoa. and that's a lot of it's sci-fi. Like even Soylent Green in the movie where like Soylent Green's made of people, like yeah. stuff like that where there's a it's giant made reveal paper. made of people. Soylent Green is people. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm it's right up my alley, and I think you know. I just wish they had cut a few. I know they're like beloved. Thing, the whoa today. Well, no. I hate the. Well, ki- I hate the. Ki- I hate the prolonged kick where he turns his full body 180 degrees and puts his leg down. Well, that's actually kind of pretty amazing. No, but it's just like it's a nest. You don't have that whoa. It's even corny to me. You don't have that whoa. You know, you whoa. might as well not have Keanu Reeves in your movie. I know kung but fu. How about this though? How about? There's a great, I know Kung Fu, yeah. That there is part. no spoon. <laughs> the last scene in it when the guy, he, he re- finally realizes he's the one and he's singing in the code. Yeah, that was That's cool. one of the best scenes ever in a movie. Yeah. Yeah. Well, number one on their list, not ours, is uh, Fight Club. Yeah, I think if you would have asked me, no, I I don't know if there is a year that I would have said this is my favorite movie of this year. Uh, it's not my I favorite. No, I think that I also, love the movie, and I I'm not a huge Chuck Palahniuk fan. I've read a few of his books, just you know. Uh, uh, it's David Fincher who directed it, right? Yep. I think that I lo- you know me. I'm a, I've, I've said it before on the podcast. I'm a huge David Fincher fan. <laughs> and it just this one might be shot a little bit too dark. A little, a little dark. A little dark. Yeah. 
good individual performances, I'll say. I mean, the story kind of really whatever cool if you like that kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, good thing it was made in 1999 because you can't have that last scene with <laughs> the Pixies playing and all the oh, all no. the buildings falling yeah. down you two were, years later. They beat them by a couple of years. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. Not to make light of it, of course, but you know what we're saying. Um, but yeah, Brad Pitt's great. Uh, Ed Norton's great. Um, Tim Burton's wife. What's her name? Uh, uh, God, I had it. You know who we're talking about. She's very good in this, and that kind of sprung board her into a more mainstream. Olivia Newton John. <laughs> <laughs> I know that wasn't what she was going to say. Helena Bonham Carter. That's right. I knew that's a, why I. All it needed was a three namer. <laughs> that's why I did it. Because I was like, I know it's not Olivia Newton John, but I know it's a three namer. Uh, Lee Harvey Oswald. <laughs> Even Meatloaf uh, is pretty good in this. He's great at it. You know, it's just, it's talking about a standard character. Jesus. But, yeah, cool concept. At the time, I was like, oh, that's, you know, really fun. Uh, I think that's what it is. At the, at the time, you're like, oh, this is a cool twist. Yeah. It was, it was, it was twisty land. Around this time, you have, you know, so many movies, you had to come out with a twist. You had Usual Suspects. What a twist. Well, Usual Suspects was a few years prior, but... By that point, people were putting those twists in those movies, and you better yeah. have yours. Yeah. And this one was a big one. You know, look at Sixth Sense, same year. He's dead the whole time. Twist, I could have twist, sworn Virgin Suicides was in this year, but I guess not. Anyway, Would again, that be in your top five? I like the movie. I like the book. I loved Virgin Suicides when it came out. I like Lost in Translation better than Virgin Suicides. <sighs> Tough call for it me. It grows on me. Tough, tough call for me. There's movies that, I, that just grow me over the years, and I think are just done, done better. Yeah, you know, I, I mentioned it before. Even the master, even the master, was on a list I was reading the other yeah. day about movies that weren't box office hits that were masterpieces. Oh, you got it. Yeah. So uh, I guess if you want to wrap it up with uh, the popular opinions of the uh, Academy, the Academy, yeah. uh, no, Hollywood Foreign Press, right? Uh, American Beauty won Best Picture uh, along with Sam Mendes as Best Director, right? Uh, Cider House Rules, which wouldn't happen now, I don't think. I right. really don't. Spike Jones uh, was also nominated. Uh, Lost Hallstrom for the Cider House Rules. Michael Mann and Sh- M. Night Shyamalan uh, were also Best Director nominees. Cider House Rules, Green Mile, Insider, Sixth Sense were the nominees with American Beauty winning. Uh-huh. Which I think out of those nominees, you got the right one. Oh, sure. <coughs> Absolutely. Um Kevin Spacey won Best Actor, beat out Russell Crowe, Richard Farnsworth, uh, Sean Penn for Sweet and Lowdown, which I don't even remember. Oh, that was a, uh, yes, I remember that came out. Denzel Washington for The Hurricane. Uh, Hilary Swank won for Boys Don't Cry. She beat out who I think should have won, Annette Bening, uh, Janet McTeer for Tumbleweeds, Julianne Moore for not... Uh, Magnolia, but the end of the affair. Which? How did we forget about that? That's a great movie and one of my favorite books. I never saw it. Oh, the end of the affair is like a true great love story, World War Two era. Really? Yeah, Graham Greene book. Really heartbreaking stuff. Not a happy ending by any Jeez, means. I never even. Heard I forgot it. she was in the. Yeah, really fantastic love story, heartbreaking, and Meryl Streep. Excuse me. Best supporting actor went to Michael Caine in the Cider House Rules. Obviously, very controversial because if you ask me, Tom Cruise wins that pound for fucking pound. Oh sure, absolutely. So um, beat out Michael Clark Duncan, Tom Cruise, Jude Law, and Haley Joel Osment, a uh, young nominee for best supporting. Yes, actor. I remember that. Yeah, that was a big deal. Best supporting actress goes to uh, Angelina Jolie for Girl Interrupted. Kind of a controversial winner. 
beating Tony Collette, Catherine Keener, Samantha Morton, and Chloe Sevigny. What was Chloe in? Boys Don't Cry. Oh, all right. Sorry. Uh, best screenplay written directly for the screen, American Beauty, Alan Ball. Beat out Magnolia, Sixth Sense, and Topsy Turvy. That's a tough category right there. That best uh, best screenplay. Oh, sure. Because being John Malkovich, Magnolia, and The Sixth Sense are all really good original screenplays. Oh, yeah, they're amazing. You mean, like, not adapted? Um, yeah. Based on uh, previously producer material screenplay, Cider House Rules, uh, John Irving book. It was, I, know, I was a big John Irving fan when I was growing up. Yeah. Got all his own meanie and all this. And you love the movie. Books. Yeah. Cider House Rules, I don't love the movie. Yeah. But Beat Out the Green Mile, The Insider, uh, The Talented Mr. Ripley, uh, Best Foreign Language, Best Documentary. We don't need to go over that stuff. So those are the big hitters. Best Original Score went to The Red Violin. I don't remember that. I don't remember that either. Uh, no, it's, like, it's all the stuff that you expect to, to happen. Yeah. And The Matrix is nowhere to be found. Matrix and is uh, one best film editing. Okay. Okay. Uh, and one best visual effects. It, okay. it won, like, in, yeah. Let's, those are the ones it was going to win. It wasn't winning acting. and you know. Exactly. Exactly. So, yeah, there's some, I don't know if I agree, some stuff they left out. I think Magnolia should have been. But I guess it's like that. Those kind of movies weren't popular. Like, those, they, the movies that were still getting nominations were still the ones where it's like the studio really got behind them and made the campaigns for you know like those yeah. kind of indie not even it was indie but like those kind of art house and even it's not even that but just like but those it's weren't a, it's, a, it's, it's almost like it's too dark it was you know even though American big, Beauty is super dark it's it was you know what it is it also I think I said it last time we, we did the list like last week uh, you were, this is prime Merrimax land right now. Like, oh yeah, and, yeah. And they were like they were they were normalizing the independent movie. They, yeah, were, yeah, they yeah. were making it. Yeah, you know they were there wasn't block it wasn't a lot everything blockbusters anymore or or dramas with all famous people in them. So some of it was weird weird plots with weird writing and weird yeah. weird directing. <sighs> Boy, did they clean up? Oh Merrimax, yeah, when it was open. Oh yeah, when they were around. Oh my god. Oh yeah, they were they were powerhouse. Well, I worked there for three months. Oh shit. I was a temp. I, I my job was to take contents from one box, an old like because a water damage all these boxes. Take contents one from one box, put another, and put it on a shelf. We saw a ton of cool shit. That's cool. Yeah, it was pretty awesome. Well, that is the show. That is the year 1999 in cinema. Twenty years ago. Twenty years later. It's crazy. And things, things like that, everything's different now. Everything's yeah. different now. I, American Beauty would not have won. I'm convinced of it at this point. Because it would have, because think about it, but, but it, it's weird because it's like a snake in its own tail. It did inspire other movies that came out after it that probably, you know, were because of American Beauty. Right. You know? Right. And I still, I think if I watched it, I wouldn't have an issue with it. I would still enjoy it. Yeah. So what are you going to do? Well, I, uh,. I enjoyed that year. Like a lot of those movies, I I still love to this day. Um, a lot of them, like kind of American Beauty, to me personally, have fallen off my you know favorites list. Maybe now as my top ten list has changed over the years, some of those movies have found their way off the list. Right, 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 right. Exactly. Um, but you know, one grows up, and your tastes change. <laughs> I feel like I mean, I was I, I loved it. when American Beauty came out. I was like, "That's like, the greatest movie." You're talking right now like you're giving me the Birds of the Bees talk. Not all, but if you, anything you guys uh, that we missed or anything that you want to chime in on, you can always uh, write us uh, at Defend Your Movie on Twitter. Yeah, obviously we love to engage with you guys, and it's always great hearing from the people, the defenders. 
Um, we got some nice feedback from the Seinfeld episode from last night's part one. So uh, we hope you guys enjoyed part two. Please rate, subscribe, and more importantly, tell a friend and have them tell a friend yes. if you guys enjoy it. If not, you know, you don't do it. <laughs> don't do us any favors. Don't do any favors. Who asked you? Uh, we'll be back, as always, next Friday. Uh, this weekend, I'm in New York City. If you are a fan of live stand-up comedy, you can come see me uh, and find all my dates at andyfury.com as well as on all my social media. I am also in New York City this weekend. Uh, you can see me at the Comedy Cellar and New York Comedy Club. And, yeah, you can check me out at SeanDonnellyComedy.com and at Time on Instagram and Twitter. All right, buddy. Always a pleasure. Thank you, my friend. We'll talk next week with a whole new Defend Your Movie. Yay! Until then, adios. Thank you, guys. Bye-bye. <laughs>